So what's Ready? the plan here? PSVR 2, Atomic Heart, and more. Maybe The Last of Us. If The last two weeks? Yes, the last two weeks of The Last of Us. Depending yeah. on time. Otherwise, it'll be our side quest. That's rather inconsistent, but sure. Well, I, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that the rest of our episode will not be very long. So... We'll see if that's correct or not. Depends on how long we take to say things. That like is true. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, John. <laughs> They're going to be and like, did he save his here file? with me today At the wrong sampling rate again. <laughs> and Alex. Hello. <laughs> today we're going okay, let's to do this for talk real. Did, about no, this is it. some PSVR 2... That's a shame because everybody's turned off the episode already. And more. (laughs) Before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. That was MidwestGameNerds.com slash links in case you missed it. The Midwest... Watch us everywhere. The Midwest Podcast Network has a Patreon. The Patreon supports all the shows on our network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month. Help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks to Jace K, Tom Z, David O, Alan K, and Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests. Side Quests are where we veer off outside the realm of video games into food, beverages, movies, TV, and more. Check our Patreon out to get those episodes a week early or just wait and see them in the off weeks. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Alex, any bumpers for the network? Yes. The Horror Movie Book Boys do not have a new episode out this week, as they will have an episode out next week for Scream 6 after it releases in theaters. Uh, but... Their most recent full episode was titled Emo Emo Talk, Emo Talk, and the M Night Bracket. They talk about emo music, and then they talk about M Night Shyamalan's movies, which they pitted against each other in a bracket. I'll have to listen to that, because now I want to know what they consider emo. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, And then uh, after that, they had a tiny terror out, and it is titled The One Where Nikki Attacks Tim for Having the Correct Opinion on New Girl. (laughs) Uh, I have not listened yet. I'm excited to listen. Sounds heated. Uh, And they also talk about their final picks for who the killers will be in Scream 6 before the movie has come out. So uh, check that out and be excited for their talk on Scream 6, which I just recently watched Scream 5 uh, with with, uh, Willie and Nick and Gojo and Madeline and Nikki. And um, uh, it was very good. It was really good. 
It might almost be my favorite of the movies. Like, better than the first one? Maybe, honestly. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't fully reckoned with those feelings yet. I mean, I didn't... Um, I never felt the need to see any of the other ones, so maybe I should do that, but... I think the uh, fandom's really, like, split and divided on it, because I'm pretty sure that Willie and Tim pretty much very much dislike Scream 4, and a lot of people did at the time, but I think there was a little bit of a reckoning, and there were a lot of people that were like, Scream 4 was great. Um, But the interesting thing is that, like, Scream 4 came out in the time where, like, legacy sequels were starting to be a thing. Yeah. But the thing is, Scream 5 is a better legacy sequel and comments on legacy sequels better than Scream 4 did. So, anyway, I think Scream 5 is great. And uh, Scream 4 is okay. It's fine. It was filmed in Michigan, which is fun. But, uh, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Horror movie or book? Horror movie yearbook. Brian's we have a new mad segment. that we he's mad that we did uh that super slowed down intro. Whatever. I, could, I saw it on his face. That's fine. I mean the people that didn't want to listen to it are gone. Or they hit fast forward and now they're here. But I thought it know. was impressive personally. I think it was a good approach at like uh not um because a lot of times when people do like the slow mo thing, they Tend to slow down No, that's the thing. I was like, I was really impressed because it did just sound kind of like the weird sampling issue yeah. that we had with your voice that one time. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. That's how my nor- my voice normally is. I alter it <laughs> for these podcasts. <laughs> so, yeah, we speed John up four times to match Brian and I. Somehow. Yeah, I normally I normally speak like that one G.I. Joe PSA where the guy goes into the really deep demon voice. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Oh boy. Uh, Anyways, what's we our have new a new segment? segment that is debuting today. I'll play we, the too long version of the bumper that I made. Are you guys I, ready? I already know what it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There we go. All right. Yeah. There we are. So uh, Alex bought a PSVR and I paid him 200 bucks for it. <laughs> what a deal. <laughs> it, was a, it was a deposit. I, got, I owe him the rest, but. He's, he's taking advantage of my inability to decide things. And, uh, and yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So we, we got our hands on a PSVR 2. And if anybody remembers from way back when, and I can't give you episode numbers, Megan's probably around there in her listen through at this point. Uh, but we were, I personally was very skeptical about VR at first and then got to experience the PlayStation VR, the original, the OG at one of the Best Buy showcases with Brian. And I took some really awesome pictures of us while we were there. And I made a koozie out of Brian's. It's awesome. And he was wearing the helmet. But anyways, that experience completely changed my outlook on what VR could be 
uh, especially on like a console setting because you think like VR requires crazy computing power, but what you don't realize is that modern consoles have crazy computing power. Um, ultimately, we loved it. Like we are fans of VR. We appreciate it. We don't always partake in it because lives uh, get kind of crazy and it's hard enough to live in real reality and then go into <laughs> virtual reality. Mm-hmm. But long story short, we have a PSVR. I got to play with it for, a f- you know, I played with it for, I would probably say about, I put about five hours into it this weekend. It's, I, I will say up front. I no longer have my VR legs, as they say. And so it was very difficult for me to not feel uncomfortable after about an hour and a half of playtime, which is unfortunate (laughs) because there was a point where I was playing VR for like multiple hours at a time. Do you feel like there's anything about this system that makes it, makes you more susceptible to it? Like... One of the things I was thinking about is how sometimes when the screen would go dark in PSVR 1, you still, even though it was OLED, you still felt like you still saw a screen in front of you when it went dark. Right. And I think from what I've heard with the PSVR 2, that's less the case. Um, it will go dark, dark. But like, I, I haven't I, consciously like acknowledged that it hasn't like been at the forefront of anything that I've like mm-hmm. experienced necessarily. But I think a lot of the we'll we'll just call it motion sickness uh, of using VR, um, at least with this newest iteration, is is just um, I something about having it's still, like, like your eyes are like not quite focusing. In a way, I don't know. And also, like, just in general, my eyesight is probably getting worse because of my diabetes. Like, and I just don't really know it yet because I haven't been an optometrist. But mm. I'm sure that is part of it, too, to some extent. Um, that being said, uh, the hardware is awesome. It The helmet is lightweight. It's super comfortable. It has the knob in the back to tighten things up like the other one did. Um, but it's more of an actual knob this time and not a dial per se i don't Mm. know if that makes sense um the they do they did add the um the ability to change the positioning of the the reticles or i don't know if you want to i don't know what you call them but the lenses i guess yeah like the is it like the ipds is that the like interpupillary distance between your eyes you can you can alter the the lens distance between your eyes in order to help ease some of that tension and strain that you would get from them not being properly situated uh, which it also that's how they lock in the um, the gaze tracking the pupil tracking that it has um, yeah there's actually as you do the setup they have a pupil tracking thing where you have to follow a dot around the screen with your pupils mm. and then it asks ask you to make that adjustment wow. and I thought it was really funny because it shows like a pair of cartoon eyes in the middle yeah, and anytime you blink, they blink with you. And uh, when <laughs> if you have the lenses too close together, the the eyes are like super cross-eyed. <laughs> and it was just it was making me yeah. laugh as I was setting it up. That's um, funny. But yeah, so the hardware it's lightweight. It feels well made despite being lightweight, but it's still plastic. I mean, it's it's still it's the same white plastic that all of the PlayStation stuff is like made out of now. 
the sense controllers uh dual like the i don't are they what are they called are they just called sense controllers i like, think they're just called sense controllers um the only thing that you have to get used to is the button positioning so like the right sense controller has x and uh circle on it and the left controller has square and triangle and that's different because before on the move controllers you had all four buttons again in different positions so you're kind of having to like remap your brain's working of like how those buttons are being pressed in what direction they lie in relation to your thumb um i do wish the sense controllers had some kind of like back of the hand strap to hold them in place um which they don't have, but it feels because a lot of times, at least when you're playing um, the Horizon game, because I downloaded the demo and got to try out the Horizon demo for Call of the Mountain. Uh, when you go to pick things up, like you instinctually want to open your whole hand and pick them up, and you can't really do that. So, mm. you, like instead of opening your hand to pick things up, you're just using a trigger, which doesn't quite. It kind of takes you out of mm. the immersion of it. So really? if there was, yeah, you're using triggers to to grasp things. Huh. Um. That moving doesn't into, make much sense. Moving into the Call of the Mountain demo a little more in relation to that as well, there's a lot of climbing that you do in that. And to mm -hmm. climb, you're grasping ledges by holding the shoulder buttons and like grasping. And then you're actually physically moving your arms to do it. So you look absolutely absurd doing it if anybody's watching you from the outside, which luckily I waited for Megan to go out of the house for a few hours before I started doing this because I didn't want to look like a fool in my own home in front of my wife. Uh, I mean, the dogs were watching you, I'm, I'm sure. The dogs had no clue what was going on. Uh, but anyways, the climbing is really cool. Like, that felt unique and different and neat in terms of, like, VR because usually all of your motion is done with the joysticks, uh, you know, like, flicking for teleportation or, like, just normal smooth movement, that sort of thing. So to be able to actually physically, like, I'm lifting myself up this ladder or climbing this rope or grabbing these ledges and, like... You're kind of scooting along ledges and things. It was very cool. It was very well done. It felt interesting. The only weird thing about it was the hands were flip-flopping in different directions. So I was grabbing ledges like, you know, upside down or mm. like my hand was twisted around the wrong way. It just looked weird. And I don't, I'm assuming that's just a tracking issue of some sort between the helmet and, and the sense controllers. But um, it's, uh, it was very cool. Shooting the bow and arrow felt great. In that aiming it's a little wonky still just because, like, how do you actually aim a bow and arrow other than, like, I'm, like, sitting there holding an arrow up to my eyeballs. Like, okay, <laughs> am I shooting in this right direction here? Like, I don't know. I'm not I'm not much of an archer myself. So, um, but that felt cool. And in the Horizon demo, they had all kinds of other, like, little things to try out. Like, there were... There was like a tambourine instrument that you could pick up and shake and it had jingles on it and you could pound it with your hand. And then there was like a, a couple of like bongo drum things with like these big tribal drumsticks that you could hit them with and like a big gong that you could grab this giant hammer with both of the sense controllers and like hit the gong. And um, then there was like a cave painting thing where you had you got to pick up the brush and then you were dipping the brush in different paints and painting the wall Um stuff like that and, and just being able to walk around and pick up you know there's a bunch of there's a bunch of baskets all over the place and you could pick up the lid off the basket and throw it and then you could just like grab the basket and tip it upside down and all the apples pour out of it and then you pick up an apple and you can like munch on the apple to heal your health and like that kind of stuff it was just like really anything you think you could play with in a way like you could play with it but it was still kind of rail shootery because they wanted you to kind of move along a path you know 
mm-hmm. but within that path there was a lot of different stuff that you could tinker with which was really cool uh i really liked being able to grab like plates and glasses and like just kind of chuck them and like they they go flying and they shatter and like that was cool and then you throw your sense controller on accident <laughs> i didn't do that because i i use the wrist straps because i'm not an idiot um but i also um the scale of it just i mean it's the same thing I had playing Skyrim VR where you're standing like you know that you're physically in a space like you're standing in a room with a stupid helmet on that makes you see video games up close and like that's cool and then you realize the scale of all of it and it's like it it's like real life in a way like I'm in the intro to the horizon thing you're in a canoe with two other characters and they're kind of scooting you down this river and it's like they are the same size as you, and it feels that way. And then mm-hmm. one of the long necks from Horizon like steps over you, and you're looking up at it, and you're just like, "Oh my god! Like this is so fucking cool." Staring and, at long neck genitals. Yeah, those big robot long neck penises, um, <laughs> just awesome, dangling right in your face. Uh, all the articulated glory of them. Uh, but yeah, Amazing. it's uh. And then there's, like, watchers that are running by you and, like, jumping over you and stuff. And, like, it's it's just, like, it just felt so cool compared to, like, watching your third-person character on screen, like, walking through tall grass or whatever, you know? Like, that is what it is. But then uh, in the – because, again, this was just the Horizon demo. I didn't, I didn't want to use – in case we decided to sell the PSVR 2, I didn't want to use up the code. So I chose I not was, to. Okay, that answers my first question here is I thought – it came with the game and you keep calling it a demo. So I was it like, it, it's not a full game. Or? It came with the full game. But again, because we're not it's fully decided on keeping it, I didn't want to use up the code in case we wanted to resell it. So I was happy to see that there was a demo. There's actually like a handful of other demos to download. Like they do have a resident evil eight demo and like a few other ones that I was going to check out. So I, I will probably still download those just to kind of give some other stuff a, a little, you know, a little go. But, um, in this demo, there was only one actual encounter with one of the dinosaurs, and it was a watcher. And as you walk into this area, the watcher, like, jumps over your shoulder into, like, this little arena sort of area. And it kind of scares the shit out of you. But, like, the 3D audio from the headphones, you hear it kind of creep up and jump. And so you kind of turn to look, and it, like, flies over your head into the space. Mm. It's it's crazy to like hear something and turn and look and then see it actually like enter the play space and then you get to interact with it. And, uh, the, the fighting was cool. Like it felt really good. Um, you know, you're not, you're knocking an arrow in the bow, drawing the string, but then you can also like flick the joystick to like dodge the attacks of the watcher and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then fire the bow. And yeah, it just, uh, it was, it's very cool, man. It was a very cool demo. I do actually want to play the whole game now. Uh, so I may end up just like getting another copy of it. Like if I can, you know, muster up the, uh, pony up the, the code. it's no ah. big deal. Whatever. But it's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's very cool. I also checked out light brigade, which is a first person souls like shooter. So, um, I the story's kind of vague, which if it would it be, would it be obvious if it was the souls like probably not. <laughs> um but you're some kind of light warrior that's 
going through realms, killing off evil things with a gun. Uh, the gun mechanics are cool. You start off the game with a rifle. You get to you have like a utility belt, and you get to grab magazines of bullets and like put them in your your utility belt. And you can grab them and put them in the gun, and then you have to pull the bolt back to like load the gun, and that's cool, you know. Question. Sorry. Question number two in my uh, my VR inquiries here. Um, Do you start with the gun, or do you actually have to pick it up off the steps on the way out of the starting area? They're not on the steps in the starting area, but you do have to pick it up off of a table. Yeah. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. That was good. That was a good callback. Uh, <laughs> no comment. But it, uh, there, like, there's as you pick up the gun, there's like a a single encounter where there's like two of the enemy dudes like standing around a fire, and um, I actually don't even know if they're enemies now that I think about it. They may have been actual NPCs that I was supposed to talk to, but I shot them in the back of the head. So, uh, they they both died. <laughs> Shoot first, and, ask questions later. Yeah. Well, because they just looked evil, you know? I don't know. I they, <laughs> The game just gave me a gun and, it, like, presented me with two characters that may or may not have been evil, and I killed them. So, How do you know if they look evil or not when everything just looks like a stick figure? Listen, man, when you're playing a Souls-like game, everything is evil until proven <laughs> not. So, Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, it's uh you know, you're aiming down the iron sights. It gives you a couple of like random target things to like shoot at too to like test out the gun mechanics and whatnot. And then I uh I was like, "Oh, cool. Okay. I I feel like I kind of get this." And then so I went into like the first doorway and like in order to enter the doorways like to unlock these gates, you have to pray. And in order to pray, you have to put your gun away and put the sense controllers together. And when you put the sense controllers together, the animated hands like actually go into like a praying like emote and they like charge up and unlock the door and it, it like they like snap together the controllers vibrate it's really is it was nice and immersive and uh i go into this first realm and i'm like it's foggy so you can't really see much and i'm like oh okay like something's gonna jump out at me you know and so i'm kind of taking it slow and i like turn this corner and all of a sudden the music goes crazy and i'm like i don't fucking see anything and then all of a sudden i just it's like you hear a gunshot and then you're dead and i'm like what the fuck (laughs) like so then it's like it sends me this uh it gives a tool tip and as it's reloading and it's like reloading in an open area is a quick way to die and i'm (laughs) like okay uh noted yeah so then i reload into the area as soon as i reload into it this wolf comes running out of nowhere as if it had not respawned in its original area it was still in the area where like it had found my body and then it just attacked me and killed me again instantly so I was like alright this game's dumb did you get another tool tip like <laughs> don't go in the open if there's a wolf still hanging out by your old corpse no it was there were it, there was not that tool tip I don't remember what the tool tip was after it but basically like it like didn't give me an opportunity to like really reset the level and restart it. Like it just kind of like threw me back into the fray and like, I didn't even know where the enemies came from. Like it just didn't make sense to me. So I'm going to have to give that one like another go and try and feel it out a little more. But 
I I thought it w- it looked really cool from the trailer I saw, and so I was kind of excited about it. I'm not as excited as I was originally, but I'd like to uh, I'd like to give some other stuff a shot too. I know No Man's Sky has an update. I still need to reinstall that um, and try that out, which is cool. Um, and then there was a bunch of people online talking about a game called Pistol Whip, which is like a rhythm based rail shooter. And they were like, man, the cardio workout I get from this game is intense. And I'm like, oh, that would be a cool way for me to, like, maybe lose some more weight is to, like, start playing these dumb games that make me have to move around a bunch. Yeah. So I was like, maybe I'll pick that up and see how that goes. Yeah, a lot of people say Beat Saber is also good for that, too. Yep, Beat Saber. And then there was, like, a handball game of some sort for the original PSVR that everybody was, like, raving about. Like, some dude was like, I lost 40 pounds playing this game. And it's like, damn, like, (laughs) wow. You must have been playing the shit out of that game. Obsessed much? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, Or he just normally sat in one place all the time. Right. Forever. We, uh... We had a quick discussion in our private Discord with Alan. Um, he was asking, you know, what's the verdict on, on the PSVR? And I don't remember everything I said, so I'm going to see if I can try and pull it up here. But the main thing I said to him was like, you know, I said, you know, is it a game changer? I'm not really sure. The eye tracking thing is really cool, especially like from navigating menus and stuff. Like I, I did kind of dig that with Horizon. Like you can navigate the menu system uh, using your eyes and then clicking the X button. That's Ooh. awesome. Which is pretty sweet. Um, and in general, like it's this is a huge step up from the original PSVR. The screens, like the resolution, is so much better. There's way less screen door effect. Graphics are incredible because you're using the PS5's power for this this time. Not that the PS4 was, like, underpowered or anything. It did great for what it did at the time. But this is just exponentially better, yeah. uh, as technology should be. Um, uh, but I just, I don't really, I don't know how they propel the market forward with VR technology. Like, I don't know how you get more people to adopt this. Unless you do more of, like, the, the PSVR demos they did at Best Buys randomly. But they didn't even, like, market that <laughs> properly. They're just not... If you want this to take off, you know, just like Mark Zuckerberg invested $8 billion into, like, the metaverse or whatever the fuck. Like, your investment in this should be in the marketing of it, which I feel like Zuckerberg did a lot with the Quest and, like, the different Quest headsets. Like, they they were pushing that for a while. Like, you were seeing commercials on TV for the Meta Quest and stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um and also really like flopped for them very hard yeah, too which is crazy but like why did it flop because facebook already has a bad reputation like yeah. to begin with it's not because the hardware sucks and people weren't having fun with it because everybody i know that has a quest fucking loves it but yeah it's uh i just i don't i don't know where it goes from here or how you create more adoption of vr without somehow just being able to show this to people and having them play with it and use it and understand it. And I just, I just, I don't know. It, it's cool as shit though. As a gamer, like it is awesome. And I really, I hope they update Skyrim VR for it. Cause I would love to go back and play that some more. Um, 
Yeah, oh, no, think... they're just gonna sell you another version of it, <laughs> and yeah, I will probably. fucking buy it because I'm a sucker. Like <laughs> Skyrim VR Anniversary Edition <laughs> two, which is fun. I mean, that is something that they are doing with games. Like, uh, so we've talked about it previously, but first gen PSVR games are not out of the box uh, compatible with PSVR two, and some developers uh, are requiring the purchase of like say a ten dollar or so upgrade in order to be able to use it on the new hardware but i mean you know it's not just a bs like we want to bilk more money out of you in some ways it is more of a like oh this is a complete paradigm shift from the previous generation there's no external camera to install to make it so that you can be tracked uh they're not using playstation move controllers anymore they're using controllers that have way more technology in them to actually be tracked in space by the headset itself i, um, I mean yeah the, so the simplicity the simplicity of the setup this time around i think yeah. lends itself to being more open to showing other people and trying it like being able to to pack this up and take it to someone's house is so much easier than some than original PSVR was. Yeah, there's no you know? breakout box or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's not quite as easy as uh as a uh, you know the, the Meta Quest is because that's completely cordless. Like it's all battery powered and like you just put it on and play. Which I I mean, how heavy is that headset? I don't really know, but yeah, um, I don't know. But it's also like really underpowered too. Is the thing, um, but. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people are saying that AR is the real carrot on the end of the stick for this type of technology, and that VR is mostly like, okay, this is fun, but getting to AR is the thing that people... That will bring more people into the fold for this type of stuff. Is that true? I don't know. Will the PSVR 2 do any of that? No, it's not going to. But I think... Um, I, I mean, think- I don't. I don't mean to sound like a complete sucker... But I am for this kind of shit because I, I love this kind of technology. But like the <clears> AR <throat> thing would sell it for me more, like in general, yeah. like yeah. I, like like Google Glass or any kind of technology like that where I can see the alternate reality like in front of me, like mm-hmm. is so like the idea of that, like even just the dumb shit around like the metaverse of like having like having uh little avatars that like pop up on your shoulder like when you're talking to somebody else who's wearing a headset too and they can like see it and it's like you know like just yeah. just like the like the flare you know how many how many buttons do you have on your sash today uh at TGI Fridays kind of flare shit <laughs> but like the metaverse version of that like I'm into that kind of stuff you know what no, I mean I mean Sony Sony has their PlayStation Stars thing which I don't know if you guys have played around with at all but it is like a you know, complete tasks like playing certain games or or stuff uh, to to get little collectibles and like yeah, they they gamified playing games even yeah. further, which is and the same so, thing. Like Xbox kind of did that too with like their achievement system surrounding playing Game Pass game. If you play a Game Pass game on a daily basis, you get Game Pass. There's or like dailies, you get, there's yeah. daily quests and things to do with that, but. You know, PlayStation 3, they tried this thing called PlayStation Home, which was kind of meant to be like a Second Life stand-in or, you know, kind of what, you know, the metaverse is intended to be in the future. Um, And so some people have been calling for them. They should, you know, reboot and retry PlayStation Home and maybe you can 
have your space where you set up your trophies that you won through PlayStation Stars or the ones that you win through the games, that kind of thing. But, you know, I think... I think to me, what I think is the biggest misstep here, it would have been sweet if they figured out a way to do something like the quest where it was able to be played standalone, lower powered, but Hey, we'll put out this headset and you can have two specs for your game. There's the low power version that it plays by itself. And then there's the high powered one that plays when you plug it in, that would have been great, but then they still would be beaten by price on by, by the quest basically in that case. However, now I think they have an opportunity here of, like, make it so I can plug this thing into my PC. Let me play Half-Life Alex on this thing. It's a USB-C cable. Let me plug it in and play Steam and meta games with your hardware. And And I think, or at least I feel like, because of Sony's, like, further diving into pc gaming like that's around the corner like i feel like it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to just be like okay you if you have a psvr2 you can now utilize it with the steam vr os and like play any of the steam vr games and just plug it right in and then there were like that 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 puts it that's like because the psvr is what half the price of a valve index yep yeah, and like a third of the price almost of the high-end meta, whatever. I can't remember what theirs is called uh, above the Quest. It's now. like the Quest Pro or something Quest like that. Quest Elite or something. Who knows? Yeah, but that one, I think that's geared towards business people mostly. Like that is geared towards alternate, like AR, augmented reality, specifically yeah. not alternate reality, AR. Um, Because I think it was MKBHD showed it off on his channel where he had it set up using the multi-monitor like capabilities where he had his laptop in the middle and then using the headset, he was able to have two virtual displays on either one on either side of his laptop screen. Yeah. Uh, in order to almost emulate his studio setup where he has three displays to operate. And he's like, I could, he's like, I could be sitting on a subway train with my single laptop display and this headset on and still have, two of my additional displays and because the cameras are all outside of you know facing out from the headset i can still see everything happening around me like yeah that's that's crazy that's super cool mixed reality stuff is interesting and you know there are obviously cameras that are uh pointed outwards that pop in with some detail of like if you're reaching your edge of the play area with the playstation vr2 but it's not quite geared towards like actual ar um but yeah no i mean i don't know it is a weird situation that vr is in right now and it it seemed like a weird bet for sony to do this but my guess is that they're they're probably making a lot of money on these because if you know if if facebook can sell the meta quest for three fifty four hundred dollars or whatever and sony's selling this for 550 and it doesn't have the android phone in it they might be making a lot of money off of this and so therefore maybe every one that they sell is more money in their pocket than say facebook's like oh you know we're we might be it might be a loss leader for them where they make up the money on the software yeah i was gonna say like the facebook the meta quest has to be subsidized by zuckerberg's eight billion dollars somehow like yeah 
who knows but so yeah i mean i'm excited to try it out i i really want to check it out soon and um you know there's stuff i want to check out i want to play res vr uh res infinite with the eye tracking i think that'll be awesome um uh i want to check out tetris effect because they're also going they they they're requiring a ten dollar upgrade fee but they also are putting in a bunch of other tetris modes for it too so that'll be sweet to check out as well um resident evil 4 is going to get a vr mode and i purposefully didn't buy the oculus resident evil 4 vr because i don't want to be in their ecosystem so i'm glad that the updated remake of resident evil 4 is going to have playstation vr support that's awesome um so yeah i don't know there's a lot of cool stuff to play but it's also not like sony came out and was like here's the 75 exclusives we have into in development i'm curious to see what more there is and hopefully their e3 like showcase that's coming in the next couple months has more stuff there's there's been big rumors that potentially they will revive their partnership with valve that they had for portal 2 because you could buy a copy of portal 2 on ps3 and they would also give you a copy on steam um they uh, are there, there are rumors that they will talk to Gaben and get Half-Life Alex released on PlayStation 5 for PlayStation VR 2, which needs to happen, in my opinion, because that game is so incredible. And this hardware is more than capable of playing that game as it was intended in room scale. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting time for VR. It feels... It, it you know it sounds it sounds like people are happy with the hardware, um, but it, it still remains to be seen whether or not the software is going to show up. And I have to think that I'm hoping that Sony wouldn't make this bet without being able to to you know put their money where their mouth is. So. Yeah, I guess I just don't know like what what VR <clears throat> what game in VR would like really sell it for me right now. Like I've already played Skyrim VR and I've already checked out No Man's Sky in VR and like I've you know I whatever I put Starfield in Starfield VR. Oh wait, you're not getting that on PlayStation. You don't know that. Maybe I will. Maybe maybe I can plug in the headset into my Xbox <laughs> with a with a hack. I don't know. Anyway, no, my whole point being like I don't even know what game what kind of mechanics I would want in a VR game. Like I don't know like that's and I think, and I think that's, that's where that's, that's the hard part about it is like I think everybody kind of feels that way like why what would I want to play in VR like what what does it even do and it's it's not so much like what you want to play and what you want to do as much as like just again the the scope and the scale of like what the way it feels to like be in the world of the game you're playing is mm. is so cool but I I just don't think it's enough I think Half Life Alex is the closest to getting there in terms of like if you fully understand what playing that game in the room scale like setup of I can walk around in this world physically without pressing buttons and shoot at things and pick up items and all that type of stuff. I think that is the closest that I have experienced in terms of like what is the real new experience you can have playing VR. You can put your whole body into it. You can literally duck behind a car 
and not get shot because you are ducking with your body behind a car in the game. And that is not something that gets super portrayed. Like, I think Light Brigade might get there if you need to, like, it seemed from the trailer that it's a little bit cover shootery. Yeah, like I but, did at one point was able to hide behind a tree and then pop my head out and then I got headshot. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> but yeah, no I mean, it does. It, it. I think there's still kind of this open question of like, what do people really want to experience in a VR headset? And and you know, we'll we'll see if somebody eventually gets there or not i think it's uh, there's a lot of really cool and interesting and unique experiences but there's still kind of half in half out of like we're putting vr onto this normal game mechanic that you're normal like you're used to like if um, they some if if cd project red was like here's cyberpunk vr i would probably shit my pants i think yeah like if, or, if, if they just gave me the cyberpunk game as it is but allowed me to play it in vr i would totally be into that yeah that would be sick i i don't know how i like i would yeah that would just be so awesome that would be interesting and aren't i mean they're working on like four other things right now that could be one of their code name things yeah i can't remember what the what the roadmap how many things there were but yeah There, there were four things that they were that they were working on two of which i think were specifically witcher related Mm. so but yeah, I, I don't know. Like I like that's the thing is like would Cyberpunk VR actually like you know would that be the thing that like really hooks me? Probably probably not actually, but it would be really cool to play that game in VR because I feel like that game is meant to be played in VR in a way. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but just the HUD you know the visualization of you playing that in first person, like having the HUD, like you would Making feel like it you're feel v. like you mm-hmm. have the cybernetic enhancements somehow. Exactly, you know, figuring yeah, it, that out. It would out. be a different level of immersion for that particular game and what it what it showcases as a game. And how in, would, in the universe. how would they leverage the headset haptics and things, which I know like you ima- said. Imagine isn't. like pulling up the hacking menu and doing the eye tracking to like choose what you want, and then like clicking the square button to launch it, like that or kind of shit. And like, if you get hacked and the headset vibrates so much that you like get a headache and that die. you actually throw up and like it, <laughs> it causes you to physically overheat and die. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Yeah. Gives you a migraine. Yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I oh, did mention boy. that I, I haven't like actively noticed the headset haptics, other than when you first turn it on, it vibrates real quick. But I have to imagine they're being pretty subtle about it. For yeah, the they probably of, know like, oh, we can't, we can't really set this thing off. They you need know? a like, setting in the games that's like, I'm a, I'm a masochist, and I would like to right. Or they need that side. They got to put. Uh, what was the name of the soccer game? Headmaster. Is that what it was? Do you remember? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they should do that, and then you can feel the <laughs> the ball hit you in the head. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what they should do. Anyway, that's cool. Yeah, I need to play that, play with that stuff. I yeah. gotta play Village in in VR because I just have to. It exists, so I need to do it. I have um, a couple other basic questions. Um, is the field of view better? Than the old PSVR. I, I mean, I don't so. remember it being bad, but I think it's around wondering. the same. Like it doesn't. I don't like. It's, I feel uh, like it, it's a hundred and ten. 
So what was the, the original PSVR was what? was 100. Oculus Quest 2 was 90. PSVR 2 okay. is 110. Valve Index is 130. Uh. Um, so it's not... I've heard... I remember hearing from people on podcasts that it does seem noticeably better than PSVR, but it's not quite top of the line still. But still, you know, I think... Yeah, I mean, I do remember that being a bit of a bummer with the, the Oculus Rift that I had for a while, mm-hmm. is that it just kind of... You felt like you were wearing goggles you know and yeah if the field of view were better i feel like that part would of the experience would disappear and it'd be more immersive i know there are headsets out there that have crazy fields of view like that uh pick something i can't remember the name of it it's it wasn't like noticeably like it didn't stand out to me as something i wasn't concerned with field of view if that makes a difference i don't i don't know yeah, you're also looking at double the resolution per eye of the PSV of original PSVR. So I think that, you know, the field of view helps and then also literally more pixels helps with that too. Yeah. You know, reducing the screen door effect. The Pimax um, vision. Sure. 200 degrees of field of view. Wow. That's crazy. But that headset also costs uh that's 12.50. Like, did they so. <laughs> design that one to put on a horse so that it can yeah. see? Yes. It can, it's so you can, can have each each of your eyes independently look in opposite directions. They, they put the cows in VR so that when they're in the in the like oh, terrible they already said they've situation. been doing that to make the co- the cows like the it makes their milk better. Yeah. This is a terrible. Man, what world if we, that we get live cow in. vision goggles where we, it just splits our vision up? We're seeing two different directions. Yeah, that's the killer VR app. Is is it makes you experience the vision of a horse by dividing your vision? Right. <laughs> yeah, horse vision. My bad. <laughs> Better than cow vision. <clears throat> yeah, you, you get to you play. Can choose, you can choose prey <laughs> prey vision or apex predator vision. That's like, like something that PETA would come out with to be like, you should feel <laughs> the experience of yeah. this animal. Oh, Ex- no. Experience. Getting disemboweled in, in a fucking grindhouse. And I mean, obviously, again, the, headset the killer haptic, app. <laughs> I was just going to say the headset haptic is the fucking cattle thing getting shot No, it's, your a, it's head. that thing that Palmer Lucky made that kills you. Like that VR headset that will actually physically kill you. Didn't he come yeah. up with that? I, I probably. He's like I a mean, military contractor now or something. The big seller, the the killer app for this would clearly be uh, you play as the horse in Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It's just goat simulator, but you're actually simulating being a goat. That would be um, sweet. I'd play that. So, we, yeah, we played some Atomic Heart. I, you probably put in about the same amount of time I did, I think you I said. I think so. It's hard to judge because the... The intro, while beautiful, was uh, like very uninteractive long, right? and super long. Yeah. Yeah. It looks great, though. It's absolutely yeah. stunning. So it runs really well, too, for, for how good it looks. Yeah. Other than the fact that it doesn't have ray tracing and it was supposed to so be you're, a... You're playing on PC, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was playing it on the Xbox. So and it still oh, looked really? amazing. Yeah, it looked nice. amazing in in the frame. I don't think I ever felt any frame drop. Like it it held like a solid sixty for sure. 
Yeah, I heard, uh, it, I think Series S users are not super happy with the performance, but the X is fine, and PS5 is probably fine, I'm guessing, if it's on there. Is it on there? I think so, yeah, it's on everything. Um, yeah, PC, totally fine. Worked well right away. Um, I think it's funny that you found the intro to be really long too, because it it did it was exceptionally long. Is a very yeah. boring intro. Like I started it, I, and like was it, I don't know if it was um, Erica probably wasn't watching you play like Megan was watching me play, but I'm sitting there doing it, and Megan's like, "Are you actually doing anything?" <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was like, "No, I've been watching like a fucking movie this whole time." She's like, "Wow, it's really long," and I'm like, "No, I know. Like it's it's I kind of just don't want to play anymore." Like. It was that long of an intro that I lost interest in actually wanting to play the game. That's that's kind of how I felt. Like I was just kind of waiting for the intro to end because I just wanted to save and quit out because I got so bored with the intro being so long. Yeah, they, like they they obviously the people that made that game have played Bioshock, but they failed, and probably the other Bioshock games like Infinite, but. They failed to uh, learn from those games that you have to make your intro kind of interactive. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, the thing is, like, it's like the the game starts and it's like, okay, walk from A to B. And, like, you walk from A to B, but you don't realize that B is, like, a five, six-minute walk down the road. <laughs> and then it, like, stops you to tell you a whole bunch of stuff that, like, you're just like, I don't care about any of this, like. Because you're not invested in the story enough yet for it to just be throwing that kind of shit at you. But yeah, it also, was... every time you stop to talk to someone, it's just like your main character being a rude jackass to everybody. Yeah. Like, he's uh, not very likable so far. But, and, uh... And his voice acting is, like, oddly robotic to me. It's like they it's like they deep fake well, someone else's voice. Maybe he is a robot. Maybe yeah, that's probably. one of the twists. Probably. It's why he's got his robotic hand, like the glove, the weird glove. That hand thing. seems really useful. Like Charles, for it's his name is Charles. Purposes I'd rather not discuss on this podcast, but <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> I'd, I'd take one of those gloves. Um, yeah, that's gross. Um, oh but, no. Yeah, it's uh, I I don't know, man. Like I I want to play more of it, but I'm not sure I'm going to. Like it it did. It seems interesting enough and like it's it has some good humor in it like the the weird sex fridge thing that you use to upgrade your character is yeah, really funny. Kind of amusing. Uh I like the the like AI that's in the glove I guess or whatever that talks to you is kind of yeah, cool. Charles. Yeah. Or Char- Charles or whatever he says his name is. And then the main character is like, you're Charles. Yeah. Oh, um, man. Yeah, it's... Uh, the world is interesting. And yes. I'm kind of curious to see if the game like has anything to say, really. If the story goes somewhere cool. Um, I'll probably... I've, I've seen articles on like every major like web publication saying that the game's way more fun in easy mode. So, but I haven't switched to easy yet. I haven't found it terribly difficult. It's just kind of annoyingly difficult, like artificially difficult because dealing with the, 
incoming robots karate kicking you is kind of like a pain in the ass. Like yeah, the timer I, thing doesn't seem right to me where it flashes red and you're supposed to dodge. Right. But I feel like if dodging is awkward and I just kind of dodge toward them and get kicked in the face anyways. Yeah. I also, I feel like the, um, specifically the robots, like, I don't know if their AI is just like overpowered or whatever, but like, it seems like they can see me when they shouldn't, you know, that sort of thing. The the stealth is a bit, uh, iffy. Yeah. Like that needs to be tweaked somehow, but, um, yeah, I don't know. The gun mechanics feel good enough though. Yeah, like that's the, another thing. I had a gun for a while and didn't realize it. Like the it, shotgun. Did, it wasn't really apparent that I picked it up at any point, but I just yeah. happened to bring up the weapon wheel and it was just chilling there. The only reason that I even looked at the weapon wheels cuz I had picked up shotgun shells and I was like, "Oh, maybe I have a shotgun." Yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know. It's I'm not expecting much out of it like i was curious about it before it came out but i didn't really have high hopes for it for whatever reason yeah me too i I feel the same way like i like i was interested in it but not enough to like like be overly excited about it i'm also i'm not a huge fan of the mechanic of like using the glove to like telekinetically open every drawer in like a like a set yeah it's pretty irritating like you can't just like you know, it, it's not like Fallout where you walk up to, like, a chest of drawers and you click the button and you somehow just pull everything out of it. Like, you have to physically, like, move the hand around the whole casing to open every drawer. I feel like it would be a good VR game, to be honest. And that mechanic would fit perfectly into VR. Yeah, I could see that. That would Just be cool. waving your actual hand around instead of, like, holding a key and waggling your mouse or joystick button or joystick stick but uh yeah yeah it's um i don't know maybe like we'll see how bored i get with hogwarts legacy and i'll maybe i'll spend some more time playing atomic heart but i also did uh i checked out uh wild hearts or whatever for a half second i don't know i don't know if you looked into that but that's also on game pass for like you can play up to 10 hours for free uh, as part of Game Pass's partnership with EA Play, because um, mm-hmm. it is published by EA, which is weird, but it's made by the people who made Dynasty Warriors, I think is wh- who it was. Oh, that doesn't sell me. I bought one of well, those games back in the day, and I wasn't super impressed. Yeah, the Dynasty Warriors games are pretty bad, um, but you were recently asking about Monster Hunter Rise, if I'm not mistaken, and... Um, this game is basically a Monster Hunter game, as it's been explained to me. I, I will admit I haven't invested a ton of time into it, but enough I've invested enough time into it to say that I'm not interested in playing any more of it. Um, I don't really like the controls. They feel just kind of like too much in a way. I'm not quite sure like how how to effectively attack and kill anything in the game like i feel like (laughs) i feel like i was just mashing buttons but like with no purpose Mm. um i do find it interesting that they added like a building mechanic to it almost like Fortnite, where you're like you can make platforms and things to like climb up onto to then jump down onto like larger monsters which is kind of cool um 
because it it kind of lends itself to helping you feel the scale of the monsters a little more where like you know how like in a dark souls game the monsters can be like super huge and like you're just swiping at their toes the whole time like yeah. in in this case you don't really have that like cuz you can build like a two or three tier like platform to climb up onto and then you can jump down onto the top of a monster like attack it from above which is pretty cool um but all in all it's it's not a great game i like the character creator was cool i think i spent more time in the character creator than i did playing the actual game uh, is this on yeah. Game Pass? Or? I'm just yeah. Wild Wild Hearts is on Game Pass. I have okay. zero interest. I if I'm that. gonna go down that route, I'm gonna actually play Monster Hunter Rise that I had already installed two weeks ago. <laughs> but he, that just seems daunting to me. And realistically, with the Destiny expansion coming out tomorrow, I'm never yeah, gonna get to that. I might as well just uninstall it. I just uninstall everything else on your computer except for Destiny because it's it, <laughs> one. It's gonna take up a whole terabyte hard drive. So hopefully, you bought a new one. And then, uh, you know, why play anything else? My go-to game now. I mean, st- still, I should say my two games that I've been bouncing between is. Call of Duty, sadly, and uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. I'm still intrigued by that game. Call of Duty, sadly, is is my favorite Call of Duty, actually. <laughs> yeah. Is it, Modern was that War- made by Warfare Treyarch? 2, again. <laughs> was it developed by Treyarch, or was that the other one? <laughs> it's uh, it's actually just an Activision no, Blizzard uh, working simulator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's oh, an Infinity Ward. It's not Treyarch. Treyarch does the Black Ops games. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, did, I did mention that, Alex, that uh, Wild Hearts is on Game Pass through EA Play. So you, if you have Game Pass, uh, you get 10 hours free. Okay. Then, uh, Which, yeah, I, I'm not interested in putting 10 hours into that game at all. It's interesting. They didn't... I don't think they offered that trial for Dead, Dead Space. Uh Unfortunately, uh, otherwise it would not. Yeah, because they the were probably like, "Oh, Dead Space will sell itself, but this game really needs a hand." <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is stupid. That's not the way that they used to go. No. I mean, they were always really like even Mass Effect Andromeda. I think they it's a ten hour trial, but we're only going to give you a few a few missions right in, in Mass Effect. So that's a bummer. Um. Did you guys get to talk about everything you want to talk about? Yeah. Atomic Heart? We talked about Atomic Heart and spent five minutes on Wild Hearts, and that's okay. pretty much it. Sorry, I stepped out there. I was going to say real quick, I'm still plugging away at Ragnarok. Um, I am 47 hours in at this point um, because there is a whole side quest that is like 10 hours of gameplay that you could just not do. You could just not see it. But you, but you did it. Oh, I had to. I couldn't <laughs> not. I, they, I need. I needed some, to. Some weird open world FOMO. <laughs> to, no, not. I mean, that's the thing. It is. They've been doing this type of thing with Sony games. Um, 
There's like there's an open world ish section of The Last of Us Part Two. There was a little bit in Uncharted Four, and Uncharted Lost Legacy is largely or a good section of it is open world. Um, it's weird. It feels like something that maybe they would have released as like a DLC pack later on. Um, and it's not like there's stuff it, it there. It's born out of a, an event that happens in the main quest line. Um, and once we do our spoiler cast, we can talk about it a little bit more in depth. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but it is a really cool story. And I really like the way that you learn more about it. Like, basically, all I'll say is it's on Vanaheim, and it is the story of how this large crater came to be. And, uh, and it's cool. It's just very cool. It's very well made. It's the storytelling in it is fun. And, um, and I really enjoyed it. But the fact that it's just, you could just walk by it and not engage with it is mind blowing to me. Very weird. I don't, like, I think more people would have played it if it was DLC is almost the way that I feel about it. I don't know. That's it's very strange. I'll have to see. Cause, um, yeah, it's, it's, a it's, it's interesting. And I don't know. I mean, I don't feel that there's anything that makes it make sense where it's like, oh, if you would have put the game down a little bit and come back to this, maybe the difficulty would have been too much. I don't think that's the case here, but, uh, but no, it's cool. If anybody, if if you, let's say you're playing the critical path of the game and there's a dog that you could chase, you should follow that dog is all that I have to say. And, uh, and it's, uh, it was, <laughs> it's a cool experience. I liked it a lot and I'm more positive on this game than I was before. I don't think it would make my top five still because it is just more God of War. Um, but I've been enjoying my time with it a lot more than I did at the start. And I'm, I've been motivated to play it more with my free time, which is why I've gone from like, you know, 20 something hours to 40 something hours over the course of two weeks. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward yeah. to finishing it. I do want to play dead space. Um, so I need to get that done, but it, by Brian's groan, I think he's never going to play it, so John and I are probably just going to have to do the spoiler cast by ourselves. No, I just... <laughs> yeah, I just keep forgetting. <laughs> I haven't... Uh, this is kind of weird, I know, because I think I'm probably the only person that exists, Uh, well, that I know, that feels more comfortable sitting at their desk using a mouse and keyboard than I do feel like using a controller. Something about using a controller just irritates my hands quicker than keyboard and mouse. I think that's so, called arthritis. Well, yeah, I definitely have some <laughs> of that going on. That's for sure. No, I, yeah, I mean, you know, and I, I just haven't, I have had weird aches and pains lately. Like I've, Oddly, I don't know if it's related. I've had an ache like deep inside my sh shoulder <laughs> since I got my last COVID booster. <laughs> That's probably mm. a heart attack. Mm. Oh, Maybe. cool. Well, it's the 5G. It's, it's finally active. 
Yeah, your your arm has become a 5G antenna. Whatever happened to it, um, it hasn't gone away, and it's been weeks. And kind of doing anything is irritating, even like laying down various positions. It's, but uh, It's from doing the stranger, isn't it? Hanging your arm <laughs> over the chair to make it go dead. <laughs> using a controller makes it hurt more One than using my times. keyboard. That's my point. Well, that's fine. Maybe but I do want to play the, the damn uh, game. Get the adaptive controller for PS5. Yeah, maybe that's what I need. Then you could just play it with your feet. That'd be perfect. My (laughs) feet are just rearing to go here. Maybe one of the attachments will fit inside your small mouth and allow you to use the analog Uh, stick. Those are things. I watched a video about... We've probably talked about this a long time ago. There was like a dude that was playing PUBG with his mouth Mm -hmm. because he's like a quadriplegic and like... Yeah, but he was way better at the game than I'll ever be, and it was like very uh, mind blown. I was like, "Wow, that's awesome!" Well, I just want to say that I'm, we're trying to make fun of Brian. We're not trying to make fun of people who would need to use this controller. So I'm not trying to make fun of anybody. No, I'm, I'm not saying, saying that you are. That that's I'm, a controller that exists. I don't want our making light of it to make it seem like we're being assholes about people who would use it because I think it's great that those things exist. But yeah, no, Brian, you just... might need one set up a ddr mat for brian (laughs) that sounds exhausting you could sit in a chair and use it (laughs) i mean if there are people on the uh the internet that like to play games with unorthodox controllers like well it's not just any kind of game it's usually a souls born game game. yeah some sort some (laughs) sort of game that that would that would make you want to murder people using a regular controller but they're gonna (laughs) They're using the bongos from like the bongo Donkey game, Kong, Donkey Kong. Beat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, sounds painful too. Taiko wasn't no there, Tatsujin, wasn't there like the a, drum. a maraca game too, or something like that? They're using yeah, maracas. Yeah, like Samba and... de Amigo, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I should probably just retire from video games. Maybe. But I'm not going to. Yet. Good for you. Well, should we? Um, should we? The Last of Us. Yeah, the last two weeks. Yes. Do you have the bumper ready? It's really been two weeks since you've heard us talk about it. So two episodes ago, uh, Joel and Tommy reunited, um, which was cool for several reasons. And then uh, this week's episode was Left Behind, which is focused around the DLC for the first game. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. I I've only listened to one of the two uh, official podcasts, but they did very directly comment on the fact of like, hey, the fact that the second video game is out and made and the story is decided means that we can do more to kind of bring the two together. Yes. Um, because my understanding is, and I can't really remember from my time playing the game, of course, I think you only see the power, like the dam. uh, Yes, in the first game, you specifically are helping them restore power at the dam to Mm -hmm. Jackson, and you don't actually visit Jackson yet. Yeah. Yeah, and so the fact that not only do we spend some time in Jackson, which is more of a uh, location in part two, um, but also there's hints at a character who's more important in part two um, in one of the scenes as well. Uh, and I 
it's it felt cool and interesting and kind of like just enough to it's like this weird revisionist what if we could do the best possible version of these stories by kind of interrelating them more than we had the opportunity to uh, you know, because video games don't work in a way where, oh, here's my three treatment trilogy for a video game series or something like that. Um, I thought that was a really cool thing for them to do in the show uh, to kind of set up for season two um, that they did not and were not able to do. And Neil Druckmann says, like, hey, we had concept art for Jackson for the first game, but it was a time and budget thing. Yeah. They, they didn't have the happen. resources otherwise, but so that's, that's also very cool. But, uh, it's, uh, yeah. it's interesting. Cause like that episode, like I liked watching it and I, I liked, uh, Pedro Pascal's performance in it. I thought it was really good. And I think Bella Ramsey's performance, specifically the lines that were like taken straight out of the game, like that whole scene mm-hmm. made you feel something. Yep. Uh, was fantastic, mm-hmm. but I I'm really appreciating the inside look uh, of the official podcast. Like being able to listen to that and have Druckmann and uh, Craig Mazin like break it down is just so cool, man. And mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Craig Mazin's daughter who did the Depeche <laughs> Mode cover at the end of the episode because that was oh incredible. Nice. Yeah. Um. In case anybody didn't catch that, I uh, caught it. I didn't know that it was uh, someone's yeah, daughter. It, in the podcast, the... he he basically talks to his like he's he talks to Craig Mason. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know, I I wanted to put that song in there again, and I just wasn't sure how to do it. And like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I got this ridiculously talented kid down the hall from me right now <laughs> in my house that I could have do this. And so I went and I asked her, like, hey. I need this version of this song and I need it to sound this way. And he's like a week later, I'm thinking to myself like, where the fuck is my song? (laughs) And so he's like, I got up from my seat and I walked down the hallway to my daughter and I'm like, Hey, where's the song? She's like, yeah, I haven't done it yet. And then she cooked it out in like two hours and it was done. He he was like, I don't think you realize, but dad is trying to put your music in a TV show. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, some some of that some of the, it was one of those nepo babies man that everybody's yes. talking about now but like yep. w- he's whatever craig mason's a, an amazing dude and he's like he's incredibly proud of his daughter's achievements and he's uh he doesn't hold back in that regard and that's that's fine like good good for you. i yeah. hope my daughter is talented like yours craig mason 100 yeah. percent. um but uh yeah, like having the podcast, I feel like it, as an augment to the show is great, especially as someone who's played the game and understands the, the universe and to have them like make those connections and tell you why they made the decisions they did to like change things is is awesome. I, I love mm-hmm. that. It helps me appreciate the show even more. Uh, I don't know anybody else other than us that are watching the show and listening to the podcast, Alex. Like I don't I don't know anyone else listening to the podcast like it doesn't. I even yeah. I listen to Decoding TV too with David Chen and uh, and Christian Spicer because I I like those guys talking about it too because they're 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 discussing it from a viewer standpoint and not the mm-hmm. creator standpoint. It's nice to have that lens inside in the making of, and then it's nice to have that other lens of of 
somebody's augmenting my vision of what I've seen and experienced too. So yeah, yeah. No, I, I I'll blow your mind here. Uh, it would be if you ever had time again, um, and it's something that I plan to do because I only hopped on in later seasons. Um, the Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul Insider podcast was just as good, if not better. Like the the sound production is not as good, so you might have trouble with that. They yeah, they were definitely like twelve people in a room with a mic sometimes. Oof, not up was to uh, Midwest game nerds. No caliber. But the conversations that they have on that show are incredible because they pull the actual like creative team into those and they get the they'll get bob kirk is on for this episode to talk about this stuff and you know so yeah and then they they've got their whole lore team there to like tie everything together and like yeah so that's cool yeah it's that's they did a the it's a very interesting and cool way especially for people like craig mazin and vince gilligan and and peter gould because they are so it seems like they are so good at being collaborative with their work. And there are so many creators out there that are just like, this is what I intended. And I it's will my accept, vision. Yes. I will accept no other alterations to my vision. Uh, Craig Mazin and, 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 um, uh, Vince Gilligan are very much death of the author. Like, Oh, you took something completely different away from this. And I can see how that's a valid reading. And I appreciate the fact that your life experience brings something else to this. And so, um, I think that makes for really compelling work and hearing them reason through it and learn about what other people are thinking and acknowledge it and like other people's ideas about what they did better, um, is always fun too. But yeah, yeah, I also I don't know how much you've been paying attention to it, but if you if you're subscribed to like the PlayStation channel on YouTube, they've been doing some behind the scenes stuff too, auxiliary mm-hmm. to the podcast. So like um I can't remember the guys the who who did the theme music, Gustavo Santella or something yeah. like that. They had him for an episode. There's an episode of them talking to Troy Baker and like just, I mean, there's a few different episodes that are kind of, again, kind of behind the scenes, uh, just talking about the the show, but it's like Sony oriented specifically, not HBO themed. That's awesome. um, Which is cool. I just, I like the response this whole show's getting. It's it makes me really excited. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see all of my friends that have no interest in video games following this show so intently. I, yeah, like I went to get my haircut a couple of weeks ago and my, the girl who does my hair, like we always talk about TV and stuff that we're watching. And it was right after episode three aired and she was like, Oh my God, I was crying. I was like, me too. And she, and then <laughs> she, like, I was like, well, I played the game and like, here's the, here's how things were different. And she was like, Oh my God, like you played the game. And I'm like, yeah. And so it's, crazy to me i do think that the game is clearly reaching people outside of or the show is reaching people outside of those who play the game and it's proven by the fact that like the ratings for the show have almost grown like every week other than the super bowl week i think like yeah there's no rarely does that happen with any show it definitely doesn't fucking happen with an hbo show is the way that it goes like you know it's different for broadcast TV because so many people can hear about it and just tune in and watch it. But for an HBO show to grow in viewers week to week is nuts. And right. so, um, 
you know, it's clearly a massive hit and, and I think it deserves yeah. to be one so far. So, yeah, I mean, I'm always, as I said, probably long before this aired, like I'm skeptical of video games turned into TV shows and movies and, and like, so I didn't really care a lot until maybe I saw the trailer and then I was like, all right, this looks like it might actually work out. It looks like it'll be good, but it, it's a lot better than I expected it to be. That's for sure. Yeah. It's pr- pretty great so far. Um, I hope one day they get another crack at Uncharted, but that's another story. What were you going to say, Brian? The is- This last episode was really interesting to me because I have played the games, but I did not play the DLC. So it was nice to see what goes on with that and how it fills in the blanks a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it, it's nice to see the backstory of what is referred to in the beginning um, yeah. of the show. And yeah, it's cool. I think it's very much a pretty direct, from what I remember of playing it, John, you obviously played it most recently, yeah, I, the Left Behind DLC. It is. It's pretty direct lift, right? Yes. Th- there are some subtle differences. Um, the biggest, probably the biggest difference of the whole thing is the the intro to Ellie as a character being in the military, at, or being in, in the Fedra, like military Fedra academy. Yeah. That you don't see any of that in the game. That was all yeah. fabricated for the show. Um, and then, obviously, like there are more instances of like playing in the mall that take place. Um, but also, in the game, there's flip flopping between the uh, flashback and present time, uh, where this specific flashback in the game you don't start having it in, until. Y- or it happens when you haven't quite reached the house where Joel is in the basement, like, you know, basically bleeding out or whatever. Yeah. Like this happens between uh, him getting stabbed and them making it to the house. So, um, yeah, there's differences there. There, the subtle differences to what takes place is interesting. Like the tie in to the mortal Kombat two thing that happened was really interesting because yeah. originally, in the game, they wanted to have Mortal Kombat to be the game, but mm-hmm. they couldn't do it for licensing purposes. But because Mortal HBO Kombat's owns. owned, yeah, HBO, uh, <laughs> Warner Brothers owns Mortal Kombat, they could actually oh, use it this time around. That's awesome. <laughs> and yeah, and Craig Mazin and and uh, Neil Druckmann talk about how Mortal Kombat Two is the best Mortal Kombat game, and it was literally like things so. like I I wanted it to be Mortal Kombat from the beginning, but we couldn't do it. But we could mm-hmm. do it for the show, like because I have these resources available to me now. <laughs> um, the, that's awesome. Uh, the the scene in the so they so they they kind of strip some scenes away in the game some stuff that you didn't really need to do and they shortened like the span of time between like when uh specifically like when Ellie and Riley are playing around in the horror in the Halloween store and then like the the zombies show up kind of thing that all happens differently in the game but um it makes more sense uh in the in the show it kind of it i liked the fact that it was only one zombie that comes after them because i yeah. like the way it's explained in the podcast again the podcast augments the show really well um 
and in the, in the game when when they get found out by the zombies there's a swarm of them that come after them in mm-hmm. the show there's only one like so well that's for gameplay purposes i'm sure the, the well, show the, was the, the show was much less dramatic in that sense but it was so much more dramatic in other senses and there were a lot of key moments Absolutely. that take place in the show that were in the uh the game as well the carousel being one the photo booth being another them putting on the masks in the halloween store is another one like all of these things happened in the game finding the finding the pun book finding the pun book yeah it was it was very very well done are the uh, jokes the same i don't that i don't remember off the top of my head but i don't know um yeah it's i Man, it's it's such a it's such a good show, and and it having played the game, I feel like I it's it's kind of fun having a little bit of a leg up on everybody else who's watching it. You know, like I like yeah, that part the, of it. Joanna Robinson calls it smug book reader. She did for uh, Game of Thrones, and now yeah. it's smug game player. Basically, like we get to, I know where this is going, and and Nicole gets fucking furious with me because she's like. Like at the end, at the end of the last episode, not not this one, but at the end when Joel got stabbed, she's like, "Does he make it?" And I was like, "I don't know. I don't know." <laughs> does he, he look does. like she's he's like, gonna oh, make fuck. it? Let's, yeah, well, it's like uh, our our daycare providers watching it too. And after mm. like that episode, I went. To, I was picking up Eloisa uh, Monday, and and Becky was like, "Joel's not dead." right he's he's come he's not dead like you you played the game right like he's not dead and i'm like he's i mean in the game he's not dead i don't know what they're gonna do in the show but they've been following the game pretty well so i'm assuming he's not dead you know yeah, like I, mean, I don't want mandalorian's about to air so i don't yeah, want to ruin it for anybody him. but we have to kill him so he can go into the star wars show yeah, yeah and then uh it, megan's mom told me a story today where she um she had a procedure done and had some stitches that pulled out in the procedure mm. and so she had to go back and have them like restitched and she was talking to the resident who was stitching her up and saying that um you know he, she asked him like oh are you watching the last of us and he's like i'm not watching the show but i played the game and he uh. and she was like oh that's interesting like you you're not but so she was explaining like how you know uh joel was getting sewn back together by ellie or whatever and she's like i'm gonna be brave like joel and it's not gonna hurt and da 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 and he's like hey my i mean in my pinch little blah blah whatever <laughs> But uh, by the end of it, basically, he was like, you know what? Like, if I, he's like, I, I should probably go back. I should probably watch that show. And he's like, when it gets to the scene that you're talking about, like, I'm, I'm going to think about you. Like, that's, you oh, know, that's awesome. So, yeah, it was very sweet. But uh, she, she her, her mom's loving it, which is great. Uh, so it's fun to have someone, again, another person who hasn't played any of the game has no, in, like, I, I mean, she, I don't know if she would play it or not. I don't know if she would. I feel like some people just have trouble with the hand-eye coordination of playing oh, games. Yeah. I the, mean, especially I had with the trouble joystick. with the hand-eye coordination of those fucking <laughs> yeah, games. Yeah, it it's pretty. It's pretty hard. The shooting is pretty fucking bad. Um, but she might be interested in watching somebody play through the game. I think. Which I was going to mention that I believe Alana Pierce is doing an episodic playthrough of the game in correlation with the show. Mm. So that's something to keep an eye on if anybody is interested who hasn't played the game but wants to have some yeah. experience playing it um yeah who, there's and i don't know if you knew this but i'm i'm pretty sure that alana pierce is dating rahul, rahul Kohli, Kohli. yeah which is awesome yes. of midnight mass fame and other uh awesome flanagan, flanagan uh, netflix yeah shows yes um 
because I I adore both of them, so I'm glad they found each other. <laughs> yeah, which apparently uh, I side very 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 side 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 note, but in the recent Yakuza game, which is now called Like a Dragon Ishin, uh, he's a summon. Really, you can like just, just summon Rahu Kohli as a, <laughs> as, as a character to come and fight, <laughs> and and not only that, but this isn't. It's not is he normal so Yakuza. Fucking badass. It's not normal Yakuza. This is the this is the like historical they they went back in time to like guns yeah, are just like, becoming a thing. It's like feudal Japan Yakuza. Yeah, like yeah, oh, it's nice. like historical Japan, so it's not just like hey Rahu Kohli's showing up in Yakuza. It's Rahu Kohli showing up in feudal Japan and it's yeah, that's it, just fucking awesome. So yeah. But He should um, be in the Rahu next Kohli, Mortal Kombat too. Time yeah. machine. Put him in everything. <laughs> Looper. <laughs> um, I will say uh, I started laughing when it was unintentional probably, but I started laughing when Ellie was going through all the drawers in the house because I was like, yeah, this is kind of like playing the yeah, video this, game. This, this is yeah. accurate. Going through everything, <laughs> trying to find the bandages and scissors and shit. Being disappointed that something the drawer's empty or yeah, whatever. there's nothing in the drawer. Except yeah. in a video game, you'd, you'd have to collect about... 30 of those spools to actually stitch up Joel. Yeah, to have, to have enough spool. thread. You'd hit like yeah. eight houses. <laughs> fight off a few zombies. Yeah. You, yeah have just, you have to shave off a needle from like a stainless steel pan or something like that. Like, <laughs> Ugh. Nope. Nope. Tennis. With a quick time event. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. I don't... Uh, I know Jason Kimmel in our uh, Discord was saying he felt as though... Uh, there's too much to cover in the next two episodes, but I don't nah. necessarily know that I feel that way. I think I think it's good. I think it's been a good clip, and I think they've shown that the things that they've uh, selected and the things that they're neglecting are really like they're they're being very conscious about what they're including and what they're you know deciding not to show or not deeming not necessary. Um, I mean, I like I just there's two episodes left, right? So like. Mm-hmm. That's the last two episodes are probably the last two hours of the game still, maybe if that, Mm -hmm. and I like the way they're speeding things up. I was going to, I was going to comment about that with the previous episode with, um, how getting into winter, getting into winter, but also just like the, the scene where they, they go, they get to the university, right? And, yeah. like, that scene, playing that in the game felt really long-winded. And I liked how it felt more realistic to me in a sense where, like, you show up, it clearly looks pretty deserted. You go in the building, you're like, here's a list of them. They packed up stuff and they left. And then you just peace out and you get in a fight on your way out or whatever. Like, in the game, you're, like, taking your time, pacing yourself, going in the building, like, looking, looking through all the drawers again, like, and, doing all this yeah. other shit, like, you, you don't need to do. It's it's world-building stuff in a way, but, like, it's also, like, totally unnecessary. Clearly, the place is deserted. You should be in and out, like, mm-hmm. but because it's a game and they got to gamify it, you've got to understand why it's in and out and, like, why, or, like, why it's empty and, like, where everybody went and blah, blah, blah. Like, they've got to build all of that for you. I, I get it, but I, I liked I liked how quickly they paced you through that in the sequence at the end of that episode, even though it did feel kind of rushed. Like, just I was expecting more of a fight scene, I guess. Hmm. And I don't know, it, it was fine. I'm not I'm I'm nitpicking at this now, but it'll be interesting to see 
I want to see where the cannibal thing goes. You know, how many buildings did they burn down with that big ass fire? Like, let's see that shit. Like, I want to see, you know, if that even happens, who knows? Uh, we do get to see Troy Baker next episode. He was like heavily featured in a lot of the scenes they showed in the after show thing. Mm. Um, so he plays one of the cannibals, if I'm not mistaken, based off of what I'm seeing. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. So, and yeah, the end sequence, like, I just don't really know what to expect. Um, especially considering that it's been already announced that the last episode is the shortest of the series. So, yeah, I don't know. It's but, probably just the hospital scene and that's it. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Maybe they change Maybe it up. Maybe a that, brief like, flashback in the beginning. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they changed it up that like Fedra saves them from the cannibals or something. Who knows? I don't remember. I don't remember how any of that goes. I, I just wanted to breeze through it because I just wanted to finish the game. Yeah, which is sad. No, I'm curious. I don't to see. even remember there being cannibals. <laughs> Honestly, like I feel as though this would have been prime for like a Game of Thrones season structure of like nine episodes of actual story and then a final episode of setup for season two. But yeah. I don't. I think they snuck a little bit of that in in Jackson, and I don't know that they're going to do a whole lot else. Um, and it's probably it's probably okay that way. I think it'll be good, but. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we see. will see. Cool. All right. Wow. That uh, that's a little bit longer episode than we were expecting. I think. It's kind of on par for what we've been doing lately. I think. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, if you want to follow us on social media, see other places you can listen to the show. Check out midwestgamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network has a Patreon. Patreon supports all the shows on our network. You can subscribe for you subscribe. Or you can subscribe. <laughs> You can subscribe <laughs> for as little as $1 a month. Help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out. mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K. Tomzy, David O. Alan K. and Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quest. Side Quests are where we veer off outside the realm of video games into food, beverages, TV, movies, and more. Join our Patreon for early access to those episodes. And uh, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review us on your favorite podcatcher. We will see you next time. Peace. I'm recording. I've been recording since I sat down. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Hurry up. Five seconds. Nope. Not ready. Not going to be. I told you I wasn't ready. Yeah, sure. Whatever. I'm already ready. So. (laughs) Now I'm ready. Okay, cool. We will see you next time. Peace. No. (laughs) I didn't think you'd make it, so I didn't bother. I was ready. Fucking nailed it. Uh, I took you to beep school so hard right there, dude. (laughs) I fucking saw that coming so far away. I'm still in burp school. All right, John, beep 30. We will see you guys next time. Peace. Yeah, six seconds.
What the fucking fuck? <laughs> it's not muted. Why didn't it fucking play? Why does it do that shit? Just to make you mad. Because it knows I'm hungry? Yep. Wants you to wait 30 more seconds. Did it not work again, Brian? No, it worked. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm stopping. Your sassy eye roll was just, I couldn't. <laughs>